Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome into another episode of The Odds Couple, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you, getting you set for another weekend here on the ESPN Chicago app. And we've got uh, a loaded slate to talk about rolling into week 14 for the Bears and the NFL. And I'll tell you, it kicked off last night, Mike, Uh with a game that turned out to be very good for the Chicago Bears. Another Patriots win is exactly what the Bears needed. I was afraid the Patriots weren't going to win another game and maybe push Carolina for that number one overall pick. But that was huge that uh, they got to three wins last night and Carolina still sitting on one with five games to go. Yeah, it looks good for the Bears as far as that goes. You know what? It was a great game. I watched it. One of the few Thursday night games I will watch because of the announcers. They're misinformed about a lot of things. I found that out last night just listening <laughs> to them. My God, L. Michaels is just, I mean, unbelievable. Uh, but it was great hearing them talk about the numbers and maybe uh, guys that are, are bookies that aren't good guys. Uh, that's always a fun listen, especially for the kids around the country. Right. Uh, you know, uh, but uh, I thought Mitch played a pedestrian game. I didn't think he played bad. I thought that they didn't come out ready. Pittsburgh, uh, you can't have Zappi come down with 11-12 play drive right. and get the job done like he did. You can't be down 21-3. to Mitch made another uh, bad throw. Uh, but you know what? Uh, the last two weeks, he's been pretty, pretty good. Two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Tomlin, I think this nonsense that, well, he always finishes above 500. He's got one Super Bowl win, okay, with with some pretty talented teams in the past. Uh, but Mitch, I want him to either – he's going to be one of these guys, Carm. He's good enough to be a one, but he's also good enough to be a real good backup. Yes. He's stuck. He's at like 1B – for a starter or two-way. He'll yeah. win you some games. The nonsense going on today, even at the bar room. Somebody said he's 5-12 and 12. His, last, uh, his last 17 games. And I said, no. Uh, but in the meantime, I said, well, Justin Fields is 3-14. and 14. <laughs> yeah, right. So knock off the nonsense with this stuff. Will you please, folks? And then I hear Al Michaels go, well, you know, the first two years for Trubisky were great. Uh, he didn't finish that park. He missed the field goal. Otherwise, we go to the Super Bowl. And he goes, but the last two years. <laughs> and I said, my God, are you kidding me? He won four or five the last uh, the last year, and they went to the playoffs. I, I just don't understand. And then they put up the stats, and I froze them. I go, B, these are stats that people say he's a bust. He's thirty. Th- uh, he's thirty-one and twenty-five in his career. Sixty-four percent, twelve thousand yards, seventy-one touchdowns, and four hundred forty-six interceptions. So what I'm trying to tell everybody is, it may not be all Justin Fields' fault. And I'm telling you, yesterday that Pittsburgh loss wasn't all Mitch Trubisky's fault. Not when uh, Bailey Zappi, you know, c- completes nearly seventy percent of his passes for like nine yards an attempt. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's How not all. How do you not account for Zeke Elliott, who's about yeah. five years ago good? Yeah. No, and I he mean, runs by himself with no linebacker on him. You, you, I think you, you nailed it. I mean, you let him go down the field 75 yards op- yeah. to open up the game, really? Good I game, mean, that, that, that offense, I mean, that didn't score last week, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, it, but it, it, listen, at the end, it does. It all does work out. Uh, the sure more Patriots wins right now, the better. The more Arizona wins, uh, the better. Let you know. Uh, let Carolina finish with that worst record. It, it benefits the Bears uh, in the long term. Uh, this Pittsburgh thing, I'm telling you, they're, they're hanging on by a thread. I, they yes, don't. They are. They, they've never looked this year really like a playoff team, Mike. Despite well, what the record was a couple years, a couple weeks ago, they I, kept like, they kept showing Pickett, uh, Pickens like he was uh, Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> I mean, does everybody know what kind of year that kid's really had? And he goes down with the ankle injury. Would they have won last night? I don't know. I don't because know. Because Belichick's I don't defense know. Yeah, I don't is know. pretty damn good, as I said, uh, all week. Pretty yeah. damn good defense. Yeah, it still is. They gave up 10 straight points. They gave up nothing more than 10 points for three straight weeks, and they couldn't win a game because their offense was so but bad. Tom it's not the defense's fault. You're Tom right. Tomlin's 3-10 against uh, Belichick. And, folks, let me tell you something. Yeah, you may say they had Brady, but he had Big Ben. Sure. He had Big Ben. So it's not like he had some dog quarterback in form. Uh, he's he's just gotten his royal butt kicked by Bill Belichick over the years yeah. with a three and thirteen run. Pittsburgh falls out of the playoffs in the AFC, the eight seed yep. now, and I just I don't think they're gonna end up making the playoffs. They're just not good enough. They're bad in yard differential, they're bad in point differential. Who's the receiver that's supposed to be so good that just gives up? George Pickens? Uh, oh my god. His body well, Deontay Johnson, too. Night. They've had trouble with both of them, it seems Absolutely. like. Absolutely. I, I mean, just these don't like guys, the they got to quit. Hey, make something happen. Yeah. And that's what Mitch has got to do. He should, if he had the game zap he had last night, I, I would have been going see. But I'm sure. tired of the pedestrian. I yeah. stick up for the kid. But you got to, hey, forget about what happened with the Bears, what they did to you. Forget about what's going on. You know, you thought you were going to go to the Giants and they kept Danny Dimes. Quit feeling, you know, go out there and, and quit being so careful and sling the rock and you might have something good happen yeah. for you. So Bears come out of bye for week 14, hosting the Lions. Yes. Uh, we know what happened last time these two teams played. Bears got out to that nice, cozy lead. Somehow uh, could not hold that game in the fourth quarter. Two of the last three meetings against the Lions have gone that way, and they've got uh, nothing to show for it. Only one division win from Matt Eberflus. That was the last time the Bears were on the field, even though they did not score a touchdown in Minnesota, but the Bears getting about three, three and a half total in the game is 42. It was looking like weather might be a factor early in the week. That is not going to be the case. It'll be a little bit chilly, maybe. Uh, they're not saying it's going to be quite as blustery as they thought it was going to be earlier in the week, but uh, still, outside of the cozy confines of Ford Field, we know that Jared Goff tends to struggle. Uh, Lions got out to a great, I mean, I thought your handicap on that game, one of your picks last week, was good. I was all over it with you. And the Lions got out to that huge lead, almost blew it in New Orleans. As long as the Bears don't allow that to happen, I think they're a very live dog. Let me tell you what's happened, folks. And I want to compliment my partner because I was looking at some records today and I put them out on Twitter about handicappers. I'm thrilled to be 20 and 19. And 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 three, uh, with with because it, that shows you that the games matter. Like in baseball in April and May, I got off to such a hot start that I'm ice cold now, and I'm still above 500. Carmen is 21 nine and one, folks. Now, I don't know if they, and, and the guys in the Sun Times, Cap, Sylvie, having great years. Brendan, and the guys seven and three. We're 48 31 and four. We're Chicago's number one winningest franchise right now. I just want to say, Carbon, that there are other guys like, I mean, Chuck Adele, 25 and 35. Stanford Steve, 34 and 42. Mm. Doug Kazarian, 40 and 42. Brad Powers, these are all oh, yeah. power hitters, yeah. folks. 
41 and 42, and our Carmen DeFalco, our producers, and yes, me. Somebody said, I said, I got more than half the wins. They go, yeah, but you got more than half the losses, too. I go, we got to bring up the bad part. (laughs) (laughs) But we are, what is 48? Maybe Brendan can figure it out because I don't have the proper schooling. But if you win 48 out of 79 games or 80 games, that's got to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you're talking 60%. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. It's a beautiful thing. So I just wanted to say that, and I'm, I, I would, I'll have a pick for the Detroit game. Me too. All right. I like All right. this. I like be, this. I, I, this please, is going to be interesting. Carl, I know you love that game. But if I say to you, I, I think we ought to start doing this. I like that pick, I'm not Carl. Say Maybe it. we should look the other way. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I promise I'm going to keep my mouth shut. It was 21 nothing. I'm like, damn. I might. Well, wait. I, you know what I'm talking about here, folks. I'm going to tell you, it's some bad luck, too. Do you know the last four weeks I've lost? My four starting quarterbacks, and we were covering at the time Derek Carr, Danny Dimes, Geno Smith. Well, who's the other guy? I forget. I got this Jameis Winston. I'm tired of him. Well, and they probably should have just let Taysom Hill continue to run Absolutely. the offense. Absolutely. They pull him and they put and they and Taysom uh, uh, Hill is on the sidelines. Absolutely livid. Yeah. Why am I not in the game? That's why where, where Allen lost me. That's where he lost me. Jameis Winston had no re- reason to be in that game if you had to try to win it. I know. I'm with you. So. You know what I mean? But, but you know what? I did talk to uh, Horst Delgado from the Bulgarian office. Yeah. I, I, I did pitch it. I had Alabama and the under last week. I won them both, and he gave me one win. There you yeah. go, baby. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Remember what well, I said? If I win them both, oh, I'm oh, taking yeah. one. Absolutely. Come on now. I love it. I we'll, don't care. We'll talk about that probably a little bit later, too. You know what just I told a little him? preview of he goes, uh, college. Why do, you, why do you want this? He goes, I need it. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I need it so bad. All right, so we've got picks a little bit later yeah. for Bears-Lions. We're going to work through uh, some of the other big games on the board, including Chiefs and Bills, and then the big Sunday night game should be. Really, really good. Ravens coming out of bye uh, this week against the Rams. So we're going to break down those games. We'll get ponies from Jim Miller later, and we'll talk to our good buddy Luke Pergandy from PropSwap coming up next. So best plays later on. Still a ton to do. Don't go anywhere, folks. We are The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple presented by Circle Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you. Catch up on demand with the ESPN Chicago app. You will get the encore replay over the air on AM 1000 and FM 100.3 HD2 Saturday morning from 8 until 9 when you're driving around running errands, taking the kids to sporting events and all that fun stuff. Make sure you check us out. Let's get out now to the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. Say hi to one of our weekly contributors and one of our favorite guys, the founding member, one of the two founding members of the PropSwap app and PropSwap.com. It is Luke Pergandy. Oh, PropSwap app. What's up, bud? How you doing? Good. How are you? We're doing great. Last week we talked about Dak. We talked about Purdy. You could have had both, uh, you know, right around double-digit odds. Certainly Purdy was about 15-1. to 1. Dak maybe 9-10-1. Uh, you know, he goes out. He plays great on Thursday night. The odds come down a little bit. Purdy goes out, does his thing in Philly in that big, you know, matchup against the Eagles. They haven't lost since the bye. He is now the favorite at plus 275. You know, Dak's got another chance this weekend. You talk about a big primetime matchup, that Sunday night game against Philadelphia at home. If he can get that done, my guess is Dak's going to probably swing to the favorite. But if these guys can keep this up over the final five weeks, uh, we could finally be looking at just a a two-horse race for MVP in the NFL, Luke. 
Totally. Yeah. So I'll uh, I should be at the game in Dallas on Sunday night. Nice. That should be a good one. Um, and then this Brock Purdy ticket. So we have a Brock Purdy ticket that's been going absolutely viral. This customer bet two thousand oh dollars on Brock Purdy to an MVP at a hundred to one wow. in July. Wow. <laughs> and it is up on Prop Swap for forty thousand dollars. So that is odds of four to one. Brock Purdy, as you mentioned, plus two seventy five in some places, three yeah. to one in, in some others. The front runner for sure. I mean, he is he is now the front runner because Jalen uh, did not Jalen Hurts did not have a good game last weekend against the Niners. So you give you give Brock Purdy the nod there. And, and if Jalen Hurts loses again on Sunday, and uh, you know the Niners roll the Seahawks, which they probably will, if Seahawks have some injuries. Like I don't know, this ticket will continue to go up in value. And as we've discussed in this show for years, like this is a quarterback award for better or worse. Yep. This is a quarterback award, so you got about four or five options. So, what, what will I'm going to ask you two things real quick? That this is incredible. What do you have an idea what the guy will take for it? And like when you guys get tickets like this, of course anybody can go on the app, anybody can go on the site, they can see it. But do, do you have like a, almost like a, a heavy hitter, you know, group that you guys yeah uh, that that you you start to reach out to that you know people with you need a certain amount of bankroll. Let's face it to, to yeah, be able to invest. Yeah, you do. I mean, do you guys like start to reach out to certain your clients and and what will this guy take for that ticket? Yeah, yeah. So we have like a list of press. So Darren Ravel is you know he's got two million followers on Twitter. So he'll he'll usually tweet out stuff like this. Of course, sure. you guys we love talking with Carmen Mike about this stuff. So we appreciate all the, you know, postings and stuff that you guys do. And it, it's fun to talk about. That's number one. We'll, we'll talk to media about it. And then number two, yeah, to get it moved, you're absolutely right. The average better. I, I couldn't afford a bet like this, right. you know, in, in the second week of December here. So, yeah, we have like 30 heavy hitters okay. that I'll just text out when we get massive tickets like this. Now, okay. the heavy hitter, they typically are just looking for arbitrage spots. So meaning they'll buy this Brock Purdy ticket for a discount. Say they get odds of four to one, or maybe they bid it down to five to one because that's you know PropSwap accept bids. Mm-hmm. Users on PropSwap accept bids. They they bid it down to five to one, and then they'll go make that Purdy will not win mm. MVP. So like Circa in some states will offer markets like that. They'll say, hey, you can bet that things won't happen. Mm-hmm. So you'll bet the no on Brock Purdy to not win MVP, and then you're making risk-free arbitrage profit, you know, a couple, 500 bucks, 2,000 bucks, depending on what numbers you find, and uh, you're outcome agnostic. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you, you know, I mean, you're looking at uh, Prescott, and we did bring him up three, four weeks ago. I think the, pro- the deal with him is if the Dallas sweeps the board and goes on to have a good game next this week, uh, I think he can win this thing because... For sure. I know that. I know one thing. If I had a chance at either Purdy or McCaffrey, I'd have a tough decision to make because McCaffrey's got a chance to score 25 touchdowns, guys. I know. That's not chicken feed for a running back. Is there any chance that if that guy, if somebody talks to that guy and says, you know what, whatever chance Purdy has might be diminished because there are going to be some people that might vote for McCaffrey in this situation, even though the running back never wins. Yeah, there there are, Mike, I, I agree that some voters wouldn't. And to be honest, if I was the voter, maybe that never happened. One day, I, I, how do you not consider that? And then and then Tyreek Hill may have 2,000 yards. Right. You know, like. I, you know what I pretended last week, Very solid arguments to be made. Now, the counterpoint to this would be, 
well, that's what the offensive player of the year is for. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's typically how it goes, is you give the right. MVP to the best quarterback, and then you give the offensive player of the year for a running back or a receiver. I love they swing past the safety. He's a safety valve, and he gains 23 yards. Yeah. You know, he doesn't gain five yards on the safety. Most backs get their get, are lucky to gain to the yard of scrimmage. If he, I, I tried to pretend that he wasn't on the field with Purdy and what kind of team they were. Yeah, and, you totally. know, I, I sort of like the Dallas without, you know, McCaffrey. I mean, Carolina deserves to be everything that they get for getting rid of that guy. They're, they're so skilled, so multidimensional yeah. on that offense. And, um, and that's it, right. With, with Purdy. Debo and McCaffrey in the lineup together, they are sixteen and zero. You guys, they're wow. sixteen and zero when the three of them play and finish a game. I mean, it. it yeah. That offense is just if Debo stays healthy, if McCaffrey yep. stays healthy, uh, and of course the quarterback and Trent Williams, I'd put him too. Like if yep. that four pack stays healthy, you guys, I I, I don't know that anybody is is, is beating them uh, when it comes down to it. You know. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I kind of used to think Debo didn't have a great year last year, and I used to think that maybe he's losing a step and, like, Shanahan was maybe confused that should he put him in the backfield, should he put him by receiver. But it kind of seems like this is, you know, similar with, like, shutdown defensive backs when they're not having a good year. They just don't even throw at him on, on the defensive side of the ball if you ever shut down DB. But in this situation, Debo is like, you know, a um, – a chess piece where yeah. they would just run him out and then they would just feed George Kittle or feed Christian McCaffrey. And it's just like, there's just so many, so many superstars in that offense. Defense just got confused and it's, it's nearly impossible. Real quick, before we let you go, Luke, uh, college football playoff, um, Washington, I know for, you know, a lot of the sharp betters, uh, you know, they're, they, they're just looking for the value. Again, if you can get a nine, 10 to one ticket, um, you guys see a little bit of an appetite here for the Huskies, especially now, uh, that they'll have a month to get, uh, you know, I think one of the biggest question marks about them going into the Pac-12 game, title game last week, was, you know, how healthy was Penix? He looked hurt. That offense was not humming quite as much. They were downtrending, and Oregon was uptrending. We talked about it. They go out, they take care of business. Now they get a month to rest, to heal, to prepare. Do you guys see a, a little bit of an appetite here for Washington as uh, one of the longer shots on the board? Definitely. We, we talked for the last three weeks when the odds came out before uh, the last game of the college football season that Washington was like 15 to one and Oregon was five to one. Right. And in yeah. our opinion, like that should have been flipped. Oregon still had to beat Oregon State and Washington obviously won the first game in the matchup. So I don't get it. I, I honestly think this team is better than odds makers are giving them a chance. Hmm. And they got, in my opinion, they got the second worst team in Texas. Right, like I, I yes. think Bama's roster is just loaded. They're peaking at the right time. I would say. still yeah. don't have a ton of faith in Jalen Milrose's passing ability. He is an incredible runner, yeah. like one of one of the best running quarterbacks maybe ever. But he's just not a good passer. But it, it seems like Alabama's the rest of the roster is just able to pick up the slack. So Washington gets the best matchup they could ask for in Texas. They. They're very much alive. They could could win that game for sure. Very interesting. And they're the four-point underdog in that game. All right, Luke, great stuff. Enjoy the game uh, down in Dallas on Sunday night. That should be fantastic. Huge game in the NFC East. Just huge game in the NFC. And we'll talk again next Friday, buddy. Sounds good, guys. Have a good weekend. See you, pal. Luke, that was fabulous information. That was great. And that, uh, I mean, how about that? Uh, A a $2,000 ticket for Brock Purdy. Yeah, you you, want to talk about that coming up next? Yeah, I'm second about that. Let's talk about that coming up next. We'll preview some of the other good uh, NFL action. We'll talk a little bit more about 
Eagles, Cowboys, Bills, uh, Chiefs, and Arrowhead this weekend. Big game for both of those teams. That's another uh, sharp angle right now that I've heard a lot this week. A lot of pro betters taking a little piece of the Bills to make the playoffs at 3-4-1, to one, maybe even some long-shot Super Bowl odds on the Bills, but they still got work to do with the Chiefs this week, the Cowboys next week. Their schedule gets easier after that, but some interesting stuff to talk about around the NFL. We'll talk about the Florida State uh, snub coming up next. Mike wants to talk about that. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circuit Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, every week with you. Listen on demand on the app. You'll get the encore replay Saturday morning from 8 to 9. Follow Mike on Twitter. He is at North to North. You can follow me at Carmen DeFalco. I think old habits die hard. Follow us on X, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, all right, so end yep. of the month, we've got Bama, Michigan, Texas, Washington, and you uh, teased this a little bit before the yeah. break, Mike. You were pretty sickened by Florida State being I'm left out. I'm sickened by it. I don't, I don't, you know what? You go 13-0, you go with three different quarterbacks. They didn't have the guts, Carm, to once the quarterback went down, if their thought was they don't have a chance without him, they should have dropped him to fifth yeah. three weeks ago. Yeah. Instead, they wait until they sweep because they didn't have the guts to do it then. They would have faced backlash, and now they're facing worse backlash. I'm hearing Florida State and Georgia don't even feel like playing. Hmm. That's what I'm hearing because I could make an argument for Georgia, Florida State, okay, yep. Michigan, and Washington. I think you can make a great case that Georgia and should I, still be in there. Absolutely. I can make a case for Oregon. Yes. Do you know that Oregon would be favored against Washington, but yep. they just don't match up well against You are 100% them. correct. This makes me sick that you are a Power 5 conference. You go 13-0 with any other quarterback. You cheat 100 kids and coaches. You take out the incentive. You go to the SEC, whip LSU. Whip them. Yeah, they did. That second half was something. And I don't care when they did it because yeah. I don't care when Texas beat Alabama. And since when does the SEC? Because before the BCS, they, were they weren't relevant. Then the BCS got in. They got some people that promoted them. Their PR has been excellent. They've had a couple good teams. But when did it become like, okay, we won Alabama beat Georgia, so Georgia stinks after winning 29th straight? And, and, and by the way, why are they automatically in in the SEC when there might have been four better teams and the other four leagues? Well, when, when the conference maybe wasn't as strong as it's been the last couple of years, I, too. I'm, I'm going to yeah. be straight up. I never – Florida State's defense is – yeah. Bonafide. It was great against Louisville. What are you? And then the same people that want him out, and 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 media people, Clay Travis, Adam Shine. Did you guys ever compete for anything in your life that you're going to tell? I want these people to go up in front of Florida State and say you don't have a chance hmm. after they thought they didn't have a chance three weeks ago. These people are out of their minds. Yeah, it's a bad look, Carm. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, I like the Georgia Florida State game more than the other games. Yeah, that's the Orange Bowl game too. And you know what? If they get their butt kicked, Carm, let's say Florida State gets their butt kicked, thirty-one to three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you seen the playoff scores in the past? Oh, sixty-one well, of, to of seven. Yeah, thirty-five to nothing. Yeah. thirty-one to nothing. Thirty-six to three. 
I mean, why don't they have the right to get their ass kicked like everybody else? Listen, like you could, it's the same, it's the TCU thing from last year. Yeah, absolutely. You know? I mean, and, and, and but so, this team's defense is better than TCU. Yeah, they're good. No, they're, they're good. good. And they, and, and they would have had they a got you, screwed. And they would have had a month again. You know, we were talking about this uh, with Luke with Penix. You know, now you get the, the, the month to get healthy. Can I tell you something? They got a month to get, you know what? It's like a month before you go to the gallows. Yeah. That's what's going to happen to Washington. It's like, hey, Carm, we got a month to live. That's what they're getting ready for. What I think Alabama well, is going to put on another show, don't you? I, I, you know, do you? Think I think that, Alabama's that, pretty scary right now. You give Saban all this time to prepare. The way yeah, that offense is peaking, I think they're pretty scary right and now. Auburn started all this with that horrible fourth and thirty. Yeah, right. Because then they're not fourth in. and thirty-one. It doesn't matter if you're the Georgia kids and you're twenty-nine. Now they might have still found a way in, in, in to 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 leave FSU out, but you know. I, I feel knows? bad if you're 13 and knowing anything. Yeah, you know what, it, it, I know. You remember it's tough. when, uh, I mean, it's like at the ESPN 1000 bowling team, okay? Mm-hmm. You have Cap, you have Yurko, you have uh, me, you have uh, uh, Brendan, and you're the anchor. And we never lose a game. And we're in the final four of the all-time greatest teams of the year. But then you get sick. And our, our sixth <laughs> man, who we won with in three previous games, is ready to go. And we're left out. Yeah. Do you know how many guys on that team would turn over the tables? Yeah, I know. We would. Yeah. It's unfair what happened to him, period. Yeah. All right. And then we'll uh, – What's the your month, take on that? Uh, um, listen, I – I don't. I thought you know you mentioned Brad Powers before, and Brad's about as sharp of a college football he said mind. They should be in. Well, and he, I loved his tweet though. He said they didn't get the four most deserving or the four best. He goes, I don't know what we got. I hope it's good. <laughs> but I thought that was great. And I yeah. like you're and you're not wrong when you talk. And like people would think this is crazy, but Mike's right. If Oregon and Washington were to square off on a neutral field right now, I bet for, Oregon. For, and and they'd be favorite, Mike. They'd yeah. be the favorite. And Georgia the could beat Alabama would make them the, next the favorite. Game. Georgia. Yes. Be, now let yes. me ask you this before we go on. Everybody's got Florida State probably losing, and no doubt, I wouldn't want to even play. I'd be disgusted, and I'm I'm the ultimate competitor. I always want to play, but you take my heart out of me. I know. You know. Now, yeah. now, but let's say, let's just say Florida State wins twenty to nineteen. Jeez. It's done. I mean, these <laughs> they should just cl- like the old days. They should just claim part of the title, Mike. Just be uh, well, like, you, you know, know what? Remember I, in the old days, you can say, "Yeah, we're going to know what." There has been a call, <laughs> right? Uh, listen, the reason I brought it up earlier because I have somebody that lives out in Florida that said there's been a call by some of the players they don't want to play and they want to boycott the game, and and that's how mad they are. Sure, I bet they are. And you know who set all this up? Media people by saying, "Well." You can't take them. This was three weeks ago. If they don't have their yeah, quarterback, it did, like it started, you know, it started. And then a few all of a sudden, ago. Alabama won, and they're going, "Well, wait a minute, you know." Now Florida, the same people saying Florida State's getting screwed. You can't have it both ways. They deserve to be in no matter what. There you go. All right, let's look at a couple other NFL games here, just, and then we're going to give you best plays later on. I love how fired up you are about it. Uh, Ravens coming out of bye, hosting the Rams. Rams got across the oh, country, God. and the weather in this game sounds like it's going to be a major factor. Yeah, And it's a big reason why we've got a total below 40 here, sitting mm-hmm. around 39, 39 and a half. Ravens are a little more than a touchdown favorite at 7.5. I'm not giving this game out as a bet, no. bet, a best bet. I will just tell you, I do have a pretty strong lean, and I do Good. have – uh, a little position here on the Ravens. Listen to Carmen, folks. Yeah, it's, He's on fire. Uh, th- look, they haven't been great at covering by this margin. Since 2021, Baltimore's just 1-7 against the spread when laying 7 or more. But 
Harbaugh's been very good uh, with extra time to prepare. The Ravens are 12-3 and straight up coming off the bye. Uh, I, and I, I just think there are some matchup things here, especially what the Ravens can do defensively can get in, a, in a weather game, can give Stafford and the Rams some trouble. I know it's three straight wins for is the it Rams. Gonna be windy it's going to be windy. It, it's it sounds like rain is going to be constant throughout the whole game there saying. It can Mike. rain if there's no wind. I think that's it's interesting. Passing it, but if there's wind, well that hurts both teams, but the guy that can run has the advantage. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. Yeah, I, I don't know about the wind conditions, though, yet. So. Uh, you know, north of a touchdown, because Baltimore hasn't really been good at covering by this margin, I won't give it out as a best bet. But a lean here for the Ravens, minus the 7.5. I, like I think there's some good uh, some good matchups there for them in that one. Bills and Chiefs, I think, could be a real interesting one. Late afternoon window in Arrowhead this weekend. The Chiefs laying a point total in the game is 49.5. This will be the fifth meeting, Mike, since January of 2021 between these two teams. Bills have won a pair of regular season games. Chiefs, of course, have won both playoff meetings. The previous four meetings have seen an average of 60 and a half points per game. You've got two great quarterbacks, both teams with a lot to play for as the Bills try to make one final push towards the playoffs here. I don't know what to think about the Bills. I'm sort of like automatic Mahomes until you find out Nagy's calling some of the plays now. Uh, I, I just think this is a stay away from me, man. I, either team could win. It's. I think this is whoever makes the turnovers. It sounds cliche. I, I think you're right. I think whoever makes whoever makes the turn most turnovers is going to lose. It's cliche, but it's true. And the scary thing is that more often than not has been Josh Allen and the Bills. I mean, but you're this. I think this number. Like you're right on. This is a pick 'em. I mean, that's what this is. Like, I yeah. I can make an argument both ways, and you might be right. The team three that, years ago, Kansas City and these guys would still be one and a half, two, three, something yeah, like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think there's just other attractive games that are better than this. The big one Sunday night, Eagles, Cowboys. Cowboys at home laying three and a half, 51 and a half is the total. Look, Dak's been good against the Eagles. He was good in the first meeting. They, you know, they just, uh, Dallas kind of did what Dallas does, blowing a chance late to try to upset Philly on the road. But Dak's been good against the Eagles in, in this rivalry. He's eight and four against Philly. He's got a quarterback rating of 100.7 against the Eagles in his career. His touchdown-to-interception ratio against Philly is nearly 3-1. to one. Dallas has been an absolute cover machine. 27-17 and 17 against the spread as a favorite since the start of 2020. In their last 22 games as a home favorite, the Cowboys are a rock-solid 15-7 and seven against the number. This should be a fun one as the Eagles try to bounce back. If the Eagles get this game, that's going to pretty much lock up the NFC East. This would be a huge win for Dallas if they get it this week. Well, weekend. you know what? All of a sudden, now you got Bosa from last week saying, uh, you know what? I hope we gave Dallas the blueprint on how to beat Philadelphia. I mean, I couldn't believe he said that, you know? Throw it uh, on him. Right. Throw and it on him and use the middle of the field. That's right. And so, I mean, this is another game it could go... The three and a half for Philadelphia. I don't know about Hertz is starting to take some criticism, but yeah. I still think he's a very good player, very good quarterback. I think he's got a winning heart. Yep. Um, but Dallas, this is where Prescott can win help help go towards winning the MVP. Hundred percent. That's if he loses this game at Dallas. Purdy's going to stretch out that lead. That's a exactly bit. right. Yep. So yep. this is where uh, the 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 rubber meets the road. Yep. I would lean. Philadelphia, 
lean just. I, I think that's the lean, too, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. I do. Yeah, I mean, two and a half, you would have loved a point, it. maybe it's economy. Yeah, three and a half, well, maybe you know, it's economy. But I think you're right. Two and a half, yeah. you would have loved Dallas probably at this well, yeah. point. I think the lean's got to be the Eagles. I got, you got to go with it right yeah. now. But, but Philadelphia, yeah. I mean, that coach uh, isn't as cocky as he was last mm-hmm. year while, uh, you know, the for the Eagles yeah. right now. All right, coming up next, Jim Miller's got ponies, oh, and then we will – Give you our best plays rolling into the weekend. So don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. It's Mike and Carmen. We're the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago on FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this week's episode of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike and Carmen, and it's that time to get some expert handicapping from one of the best in the business. You follow him on X at Hawthorne Gym, the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, joining us on the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. It's Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, it's the holiday time of season, but it's a fun time of season. Oaklawn Park opens up this week. They have a tremendous meet. The Gulfstream Park Championship meet is just around the corner. Fairgrounds underway, and then live racing at Hawthorne. We're racing live guys for the Hawthorne Harness meet all the way to Super Bowl Sunday. So a lot of racing going on. Fantastic. Uh, as we, you know, before we know it here, we're going to be closing out the year. Do you guys already start to get a pretty good idea on what the Derby field will look like or who some of the horses? Do you guys already like start to know, like, we've got to keep an eye on this group of horses once we roll into the new year and uh, the you Derby prep to. races start? Yeah, you have to take a look, too. And, guys, even more reason why we need to take a look this year is the Illinois Derby's returning to Hawthorne next spring. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you're going to see some horses that are starting to look for the Triple Crown Trail that are going to come through Hawthorne. So it's nice to see some of the stakes schedule building back up with the Illinois Derby returning that's coming back next April. It's going to be cool to say, hey, we're talking about these horses running in all these huge prep races. Oh, and the Illinois Derby is going to be one of them, too. So it is very exciting moving forward. You have a guy over there, a couple guys that uh, that bet on the races that you guys see or the people see at the window going, oh, my God, this guy is the best. I mean, do you have a couple guys that stand out? Because it's not easy to win in harness racing, believe me. Hey, folks, it's, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, you might as well have a deck of cards sometimes, to be honest with you. And uh, do you have a couple guys there, Jimmy, that are A-type players that actually win betting harness racing? Oh, yeah, you definitely have those guys that win betting harness races. And, guys, it's a lot kind of like when you're watching people playing the World Series of Poker. Mm-hmm. It's picking your spots. You can't right. jump in each and every race and say, hey, I'm going after this, and then I'm going to be right back in the next race. When you're watching these guys, they're there each and every day taking notes, taking trip notes, waiting for those horses to return and provide value. Those are the ones you want to watch who are there all night long. And they may only walk to the window, say, two or three times in a night, but that's where they found that value. And it's a horse they've been waiting for. And usually those are the ones that are cashing really big tickets. So Sunday, Monday racing, right? And uh, it looks like uh, the, the forecast didn't originally look great, but Sunday looks like it's going to be a pretty good, uh, pretty good day for racing probably. Yeah, we're going to be okay. And things have really coordinated well, Carm, with racing Sunday, Monday, because you have Sunday night football and Monday night football yeah. as well. So you're staggering these races throughout the course of the night. You can watch and wager on NFL action too. So it works out well with having the race book, having the sports book all in one place. And the racing has been really good of late too. Beautiful. All right, so where are we wagering this weekend, Jimmy? All right, so two different tracks. We're going to bet all these horses across the board. We're going to start out at the fairgrounds. It's Louisiana Champions Day. 
Race number eight, we're betting the eight horse. Who took the money across the board? This is a horse that comes flying late. And like I mentioned, Oakland Park, opening weekend, two races there. Race number six, bet the five, Necker Island across the board. This one's eight to one in the morning line. And then race number nine, bet the nine, Adeline Julia across the board. She's six to one. Both provide a lot of value. All right, so three races, folks, for Saturday. Uh, First one we're going to bet is at Fairgrounds, race eight, the eight horse across the board. Then to Oaklawn, race six, the five horse across the board, race nine, the nine horse across the board. Is that right, Jimmy? That's right, boys. Lots of value. Let's make some money. Sounds great, my man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Good luck. All right, buddy. Jimmy! There he is, the one and only Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Uh, all right, beautiful. So let us now roll into some of our best bets for the weekend. Mike and I, as we were talking about Lions, Bears, both had mentioned we have something uh, on this game, positions on this game. So uh, why don't you kick us off, my friend? You start it off, All right, off, I'll start friend. it off. You're all on right. fire. You are, the, uh, you are the man right now. Go. There has been a battle on the total in this game. It's gone from as high as 46 to as low as 41. As we record on Friday afternoon, we are sitting at 42 and a half, I'm here to tell you, bet the over. Uh, the Lions have had a tough time defending Justin Fields and mobile quarterbacks everywhere. Justin has three straight games where he's rushed over 100 yards against the Lions. Now, Bears haven't won any of those, but for the purposes of this wager, that's not uh, as important. He's racked up over nine yards per attempt in his last three games against Detroit. He's racked up over a half a point of EPA per play in the last uh, in two of those three games, I should say. That's incredible. I think Justin will beat the Lions again with his legs. I expect the Lions to have to play catch-up, and I wouldn't be surprised if they're throwing the ball out like they were in the last meeting in the fourth quarter. So I think points are going to be scored. I'm looking at something like a 26-23 uh, Bears winner. So let's play over 42 or 42.5 in Bears and Lions. Oh, that's a great pick, and why would we deny the basically the Bambino right now, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, just uh, putting them down. He don't need a short fence. He's hitting them out uh, to all fields, our Carmen DeFell. Go. Makes me proud because I remember a guy from Tasty Trade, my good friend Tom Sosnoff, saying, yeah, I used to say playing the stock market's guy gambling. He goes, no, the stock market's more complicated. No, it isn't. I know, no, it isn't. I said, and that's what got me started on to get this project. And Carmen yeah. just is lights out right now. And Tom was wrong. Uh, but he's a great guy. He said, if you get a chance, listen to Tasty Trade, folks, once in a while for financial advice. That being said, I'm taking the Detroit Lions. Okay. All they have been hearing is that the Bears, uh, they were lucky, uh, you know, and they were. Uh, but I just think that uh, I, I, the Detroit Lions at minus three and a half, if not now, when? Right. I yeah. mean, are they, I'm hearing, you know, I heard about four weeks ago they could beat anybody. Uh, now you're coming in, and I know what you said, Carmen, and it's a tough pick, like all mine have been lately, but I'm going to take Detroit. The only thing that beat me maybe is if golf gets hurt because that's what's been happening right, to some yeah. of my quarterbacks. I'll take Detroit minus the three. Sounds good. All right. I'm going to give out I'll give out one more best play for I the weekend. I love one more. It's another total, uh, and it's a game that's we— That's my guy. It's a game we talked about a little. It's uh, in the late afternoon window in Arrowhead. It's Bill's Chiefs. 49-and-a-half is where we sit right now. Let's play over. I told you that uh, in the last four meetings— the uh, the average combined score of the games sixty and a half points per game since week ten. KC's coverage unit ranks twenty third in drop back EPA. Last time we saw the Bills, they were racking up over five hundred yards of offense against an against an Eagles defense that teams can throw against. The Bills took advantage of it. They lost that game, but they scored. They racked up points. I think they're going to do the same thing against this KC coverage unit. 
Uh, since week 10, the Bills are top eight in the NFL in EPA per play and drop back EPA. I think both teams have a lot to play for, and I think both teams come out and they really just like empty the bag. I think all the tricks that McDermott, uh, all the tricks that Andy Reid uh, has up his sleeves, I think they're going to totally empty this one out. It's a big game for both. I think there's a lot of points scored in it, so we'll play over 49.5 in Bills and Chiefs. All right, and real quick, I got just two more, but it's the same game. Uh, just like last week with Alabama and the under, this is NCAA basketball. Nice. Uh, Ryder, minus nine. Go with that at 6 o'clock and also take the over in that game, 145. And that's uh, all the picks I have. How about you? Beautiful. That's it for me. Okay. Now for- it's time. For a man that's on fire, Brendan's bargain basement betting bargain basement picks. Brendan? Guys, I have two different games I'm looking at, but I want to ask you. One's a little bit more fun and frisky, but it goes against one of you. Uh-oh. The other one's probably a little bit more safe and sane. Which one okay. do you guys want? Go with whatever you want, kid. You're one All right, straight. I'm, Don't I'm, worry about our feelings. I'm 3-0 and in these picks, so I I'm going to get frisky oh, this week. I love it. I want the Bears' money line. Bears' Whoa. money line. The All right, Lions, big guy. The Hello. Lions have woo, not woo, woo. been the same team for a few weeks. That they offense right. has started to slow down. Jared Goff is terrible when the weather is bad. He can't his his spirals don't hold up in bad weather. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be great here. the The Bears defense has I been it. taking steps forward. I I really think this is the game the Lions are going to lose. All right, oh, Bear, Bears plus one forty five money that's line. A- yeah, that's very good. Love it. When Plus it came out, I think at four or four and a half, yeah. I, I was like, man, that's a lot of points to give the Bears uh, when they should have won a couple weeks ago. And Listen, it- I will be the first to tell you, I, I watched the worst teams and the worst games all week with my my system. I'm terrified about this game. You're right. It's a it's a scary game, man, for the for the Detroit Lions. But we'll see what happens. Great pick. We'll see what happens is right. Everybody, job, uh, enjoy the weekend. We uh, thank Jim Miller and Luke Pergandy for joining us. Thanks to... Brendan Riley, thanks to Eric Ostrowski, and most importantly, thank you for listening, everybody. Tell your family, tell your friends. We love doing it. (laughs) Enjoy the weekend. Mikey, you have a great weekend, brother, and we will talk again next Friday on The Odds Couple. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000.